Hey, Macarena. Hi. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we talk Solo, the Star Wars movie, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Spider-Man 2 rumors I don't think Mike has heard about yet, so I'm Ooh. really excited to talk about these with him. We'll wait and see. That's right. Potential Wonder Woman 2 titles mm. and more. And that is more. titles. Get your mind out of the gutter, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, well, here in the States, it is a holiday weekend, if you will, Memorial Day. So hopefully if you're listening to this, possibly on a Monday, I hope you're having a good day off, or at least you got to go to some barbecues and or cookouts over the weekend, had some hot dogs, some burgers. I I'm hope you're playing this at your, your barbecue. <laughs> I, I want this to be on the speaker at the barbecue Oh, right God, now. please, no, that'd be so weird. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, you want to listen to fun music for a cookout? Oh, no, you don't? Okay, well, I'm going to put on this podcast. Hold on. I got the Macarena album right here on Spotify. <laughs> we can just play it on repeat. Yeah, just play it on loop. Look, my Spotify app has a loop button right here. It'll be super easy. It's not nope. any effort. Nope. They're going to request us personally. They're like, no, turn off the Macarena, <laughs> put on Superhero Slate, please. Is yeah. that the bar we're setting right now for, for yeah, this show? I guess that's the bar. But the bar, we are exceeding or at least hitting the bar with a sh- with our fan out there, Sean Bowman, out there on YouTube, saying we're doing a great job. Yeah. Keep it up, and we're keeping it up. So thanks, Sean. I, t- I tell you what, Sean, we were looking at our YouTube numbers this week, and we weren't feeling happy, to be honest. And you made our day with that ha- that that shout out. So thank you. Like that's there's not we're not just saying, hey, Sean, thanks for writing. We really mean that. That was like a. a a surprise like whenever you get like one of those kinder eggs and you're like oh the chocolate's good but like there's a prize in there too <laughs> hell yeah that was sean's yeah. comment so that yeah was, yeah okay. you youtube is an interesting ground out there for podcasts because inherently the definition of a podcast is you know it's like audio it's like a radio program and then pushing it onto a platform where you like to look at like cats being cute or people <laughs> getting hit in the nuts or, you know, things like <laughs> My that. My two like, favorite things. How did you know? <laughs> it's a weird transition to make. So it's, I think it's still a big experiment out there for a lot of podcasts, figuring out how to make YouTube work. So it, it's nice that we have some people out there that, that like listening and watching on YouTube. I know I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube kind of just for audio, and I kind of just slim it down to a small window on my work computer, kind of put it down there in the corner. It's just kind of a nice glowing thing down in the corner that I kind of, kind of enjoy. So if you're out there listening to us right now like that, I'm giving you a virtual high five. Awesome. That's really awesome. You know what I did this week, Mike, this weekend? What, I bought a what, new TV for my Oh, house. that's right. You, you, you had to send me the pictures to let me know. To show you how big it is now because <laughs> it's, it's a big difference actually. Um, and, uh, we got the 4K HDR because they are like cheaper than iPads right now. If you come by, <laughs> wow, that. yeah. Um, and I put up the podcast and it look good on there, Mike. So thanks for doing that artwork and making us look good out there. You're welcome. You're welcome, Chris. It was really fun to see it on the Apple TV. I'm like, oh, that's our artwork for the show. That's really cool. So uh, you can listen to us on your Apple TVs if you want. There, it's it's out there. It's possible. Cool. Um, did you do anything this weekend, Mike? I know it's 
Man, we've already done one show today, so I, I forgot to ask you if you've done anything. <laughs> no, th- this weekend for me was I pushed my viewing of Han Solo from Thursday night, which is usually when I see these big movies, and I saw it Saturday morning. I integrated it very easily into my holiday weekend, so that was the kind of the defining, the defining, defining. Okay, <laughs> it was the defining moment of my of my nerdiness of the weekend so far. No, that's that's pretty good. Uh... What did I? I played Pokemon and bought a TV and um, played Fortnite with some people. You ever played Fortnite yet, Mike? I I've seen Fortnite played a little bit in front of me. I've never played it myself. It looks fun. It looks interesting. I have isn't to, Thanos I, supposed to show up in there? Some he, he was that mode. That mode's come and gone. Um, that was like a two week thing. Oh. Um, I have to give a shout to friend of the show Quentin Parker for introducing me to it on Xbox and playing with me and being patient with me as I learned the ropes the first oh. time. It was very well, very not friendly. Well, that's um, the nice. first time. So, yeah, shout out to him. But uh, overall, you know, you just mentioned our first news topic here. We're just going to right into it. We watched Han Solo, the Star Wars story this week, whatever we're going to call it. I'm, I'll never not call it Han Solo because <laughs> saying Solo, a Star Wars story is really weird. So um, I went I went Thursday to IMAX. Did you go to IMAX or any special format or just a regular theater, Mike? No, I, I do my best to see all my movies the first time in normal two dimensions. Okay. Well, I, I did forget to mention this in our uh, review, but the guy next to me was like sick and coughing Ugh. and like like sniffling most of the time. I'm like, Ugh. oh God, please don't touch me. Get Gross. away from me. <laughs> so hopefully I don't catch any of that. But uh, we went to IMAX. I got another shout out to another friend of mine, Forrest. They had the uh, special uh, like six o'clock screening without special seats or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that got the golden dice from the movie, the Han Solo. Oh, those dice. golden dice! <laughs> and he uh, he gave me a pair of those that I had left over. And um, Forrest is just an, an all right guy, and I know he listens. So thank you, Forrest. You've yeah. you make the movie going. I you I like paying for my movie tickets and going and getting the seats I want, and you make that th- experience so much awesomer. Like with these little gifts and surprises. So well, that's awesome. Uh, well, be- definitely before, shout out there. Before anyone out there gets too nervous, we're not going to spoil Han Solo for you right now. We have a spoiler. He dies, he dies in the end. <laughs> we have a spoiler review up on our uh, up on our news feeds right now. So if you're subscribed to the podcast, you'll get that dropped in your feed, or you can head over to YouTube or wherever you listen to us, and that'll be there for you to listen to. But uh, on a spoiler-free note, Chris, what did you think about the movie? So despite Han Solo solo movie being completely unnecessary to the lore of Star Wars, I had a really good time with this movie, and I, I'm glad I saw it. The adventure was fun, the excitement was there, the characters were enthralling, and I was glad I was along for the ride. So um, if I was to recommend anyone to go and watch it, uh, I would say go and watch it. That that came out wrong. So yes, um, if you if you're on the fence, I recommend going and watch it. It's probably the most fun Star Wars movie of the last uh, four years. So that's that's my take on it. Mike, I already know your opinion. Share it with the world. Yeah. So surprisingly, I went in with very very low expectations because uh, we talked a lot about this movie in the news. And it ended up turning out to being somewhat uh, enjoyable and competent. So that was a big, a big, uh, exciting reveal for me that I enjoyed the movie. Um, I felt like it slows down a little bit towards the middle of the movie. Chris didn't quite feel that, but me and my wife did when we were watching the movie. So it's definitely not without some of its flaws. And there's kind of bigger, broader Star Wars questions that are raised kind of while you're watching the movie and towards the end. But yeah, overall, I think the performances are the most enjoyable part of the movie. 
Alden Ehrenreich surprisingly knocks it out of the park as like a, a younger Harrison Ford Han Solo. So yeah, go go watch it just to have a, a little bit of a snarky fun. You know, you get to you get to see your all your friends on the screen again. Lando, Chewie, Han. It's it's a fun time. So <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> your three friends from Star yeah, Wars, Lando, only, Han, and Chewie. Those are the only friends I have, Chris. They're all make believe. But yeah. yes, surprisingly good. Uh, I liked it better than Rogue One. Um, but yeah, you can hear us talk all about it in our uh, spoiler review. You, so uh, make sure you're subscribed and you'll see that in your feeds i think uh my i just uh, spoiler free also but like a uh, big shout for practical effects in this movie if you're a big oh, fan yeah. of practical effects and not cg even though their cg is pretty on point in a couple of those scenes mm-hmm. uh it's really good really really fun to watch and I, the way they shot it just beautiful so mm-hmm. um i yeah i'd say go watch it so check that out anything else on han solo mike no i think we're just gonna have to leave it until possibly we see a han duo Han, God. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk about the the news I didn't see coming when I was waiting in line for the movie theater on Thursday. A Boba Fett movie was announced officially from Star Wars on Thursday. Wow, there you go. So this is announced officially, but the Obi-Wan movie is not announced officially? That is correct. All right, there you go. Yep, and what is really uh, cool about this is that they've gotten James Mangold to uh, direct this. Um James Mangold is known for Logan, mm-hmm. the movie last year. I think, I mean, people wanted it to win an Oscar. I don't know if it's that, but um, he's very much uh, um, kind of a, I don't know. He, he's he's not a, he's a big name actor, uh, director now. So, I mean, he's going to bring us probably uh, a raw, gritty Boba Fett movie, despite how much I hate using the phrase <laughs> raw and gritty. So Yeah, uh, he did, he did a, he did a really good job with Logan. We love that movie. So I guess you know that would bring hopes to this type of film because i feel like even after so even after watching solo and enjoying it i'm still a little worried about these star wars standalone movies especially when they're kind of start drudging up old characters uh because it does does get you a little worried like oh is this going to be good is this going to be bad so james mangold definitely makes you a little bit more uh calm and easy hearing the news um but boba fett the character uh, what more do we need to know about him? Do we need to know more about the character or do we just want to see him doing cool stuff on screen? Because we already know what his past childhood was like, you know, from mm-hmm. the prequels. We know his his dad was like cloned like a bajillion times and uh, he just kind of dons similar type of armor as his dad, becomes a bounty hunter. I guess maybe we could see the origins of what made him want to become a bounty hunter. I don't know. Maybe he 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 is really weirded out that there's clones of his dad out there still alive. And when he comes across, that's gotta be addressed. His, his dad's he, a bounty hunter. So of yeah. course he has to be the bounty hunter. Yeah. If, he, if we talk anything from the prequels, it's that, yeah, the prequels dictate the future. So yeah, if you, if you make, if you're making a, a, a Boba Fett movie, there's no way you don't try to explain what it's like to live in a world where your dad was cloned a bajillion times. And you might see his face in like a dark alley one night. Cause it, he used to be a stormtrooper. That's gotta be really weird. Uh, but there's bigger questions of like, well, Boba Fett, who's, who's his antagonist? Is it going to be Obi-Wan? Could it possibly be a character from Han Solo? Is it Han Solo himself? You know, what, what's going on here? There's still lots of questions. Um, 
But, you know, it would be cool to see Boba Fett doing cool Boba Fett stuff because everybody likes his badass Mandalorian armor, which kind of sounds like Mangold, Mangoldian armor. I tried to make that joke earlier this week and it didn't work, so I don't know what's exactly there. Did you there's try something that via there. text? Because that, that didn't work very well. <laughs> yeah, either. there's something there. Mangold kind of looks like Mandalorian. I don't know. I'm reaching here. I'm reaching. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to make internet content here, Chris. I, I, so you sometimes you got to swing, swing it over for the fences, swing for the bleachers. Yeah, are there even fences at the end of ballparks? Yeah, there's like bleachers. You swing for the bleachers. I, swing for the bleachers. I mean, maybe in Star Wars they might have fences or bleachers. Or <laughs> yeah, either know. either way, a lot of questions still to be asked here. Uh, is Obi Wan going to show up in this movie? I don't know. I don't know. I think don't don't put that question out there because that has no merit whatsoever. Um, because we don't know if he ever met. <laughs> Mike, be quiet. You have no merit. Whatsoever. But we did talk about where Han Solo does know who Boba Fett is in Return of the Jedi. So yeah, they could very easily cross him um, or know him before they, they met in Empire. So um, I don't know. We'll have to definitely see where this goes. But uh, it, it, they've tried to work on a Boba Fett movie before with um what's his name that went crazy who did the fantastic four movie yeah i don't josh trank is that his name yeah josh trank so yeah mm-hmm. as long as they don't trank themselves again how many directors do you think <laughs> we're gonna go through on this standalone movie is what i asked earlier <laughs> yeah I, yeah i think my bet was down for the visual effects director getting promoted yeah. as director so if that actually happens uh someone's got to pay me and i think it's you chris yeah i no, i think it's i think it's quentin <laughs> i think we're gonna go with our friend quentin i'm gonna guess that anything will get guy Ritchie or um <laughs> who the other guy was i said um making a heist movie of some sort another heist movie but um yeah so boba fett's on that um that's from the hollywood reporter and and we'll definitely be following this one as it um develops because we're we're what two years out from another star wars movie yeah i guess um, you're right um, at least so next year's episode nine which we got episode nine news right here for us hot off Whoa, the presses episode nine. so hot so are you familiar with the, the character grand admiral thrawn in the star wars universe yeah so i i know he's been kind of folded into some of the the tv shows uh with those clone wars or rebels or something like that but he's like that oh. blue general he's like the one guy that people uh, really like from the Star Wars books, right? Yeah, yeah. so um, in the old Star Wars books before Disney bought them, he had a his own trilogy of, of books. Uh, I think they were called Heir to the Empire. So he took over a lot of it after the Emperor was killed in Return of the Jedi, so a lot of it takes place after that fact. In this one, he's kind of been shifted to Rebels, where he's been dealing with the rise of the Rebellion uh, before A New Hope. So that all his old books were scratched, but the writer, who the guy who created him, I think it's Steve Zahn, um, wrote a new book in 2017 called Thrawn, and he's working on a new trilogy. But he can't finish the second, and third book in the trilogy until the episode nine script is done, Mike. Oh. So there is a rumor that Grand Admiral Thrawn will come into Star Wars Nine later on. Um, at, and I think at the end of Rebels, he disappears to the, like, the edge of the galaxy, like through hyperspace. Ooh. Like he's tricked to go that way. But there's some online casting videos of these British actors who couldn't act their way out of a paper bag <laughs> uh, in blue paint reading for Admiral Thrawn after oh, wow. this original thing had come out. So I was, was like, going to say that's all speculation until you said blue paint. And I was like, well, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. So he's like very much like. All these rumors are happening or, or reports are happening at the same time. And it's kind of pointing to 
possibly maybe making Thrawn a, a big player in episode I, nine. I can already, I'm already imagining the teaser trailer or the first full trailer of star Wars episode nine, where you get to see a glimpse of like Thrawn's face. And I think he has like what red eyes or something yep. like that. So I can already imagine like a close up of like a blue face with red eyes. And then you go to the comment section of the video and you see people freaking out that Thrawn's there. And then it's just like, I never read the Star Wars books. I didn't watch the Clone Wars series. I don't know, or Rebels, sorry, I, I get them uh, mixed up a lot. The cartoon I don't series. Know, yeah, I don't know who Thrawn is, so I'm already imagining watching the trailer, seeing a, a, a coy reveal of Thrawn's face. I'm just like, all right, I guess that blue guy's in this movie. Okay. <laughs> the blue guy. Oh, it's it's the blue man group. They took over the universe in the Star Wars story. Ooh, I, it totally makes sense. Chris, that doesn't make any sense in the timeline of the grand scheme of the universe. This is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. There's no but way the, the blue, blue man... The Blue Man Group came from that galaxy. They were they, they, okay. they, they a long right. line of Blue Man people. That that works out. So you're saying the Blue Man Group, Chris? You're telling me right now that the Blue yes. Man Group that performs regularly in Vegas are descendants of Grand Admiral Thrawn from a galaxy far, far away, a long, yeah, long time he, ago. He's fallen a long way from Grace of Oof. the Empire. Well, the thing and, is that they're just so detached from their origins; they don't even know their royal bloodline. No, all they know is that Eiffel sixty five made a song in nineteen ninety nine about them. Called blue. The seeds, are out, the seeds are out there, people. The Illuminati yeah. is hiding the truth. Get Brad Admiral Thrawn is behind it. <laughs> oh, Chris, this this tangent needs to end. This is late <laughs> here on this weekend. We're recording this late again. As you can tell, it gets a little weird. When yeah, we, we, we get weird, so let's jump into legal loopholes. That's right. So the most reporting that the team of us has ever, or research we've ever <laughs> done this week happened yes. when we are texting and trying to reach these people because as a lot of people have come to me and asked, hey, Comcast is going to outbid Disney for Fox, so blah, blah, blah. This isn't going to happen. Pump the hate breaks, Thanos. We got some news for you. <laughs> Comcast is potentially making an off, rumored to make a cash offer for Fox. Now, if you follow all the reports, all these reports are coming out of the Comcast group. Nowhere mm-hmm. else. Fox isn't saying this. Disney's not saying this. It's all coming out of the Comcast people. Yeah. It's like so, basically Comcast thinks yeah, that they can, over, they can overtake Disney's deal based on a pure cash offer. They're trying to say, hey, our cash is going to be more valuable than your smaller amount of cash that you might get from Disney, but also throw in that Disney stock as well. So they're trying to say upfront payment is going to be better than maybe what you'll get out of that Disney stock in the future. So apparently they're very serious about pushing this deal, but everyone out there is assuming that the X-Men and Fox are one in the same, that they're tied together and no matter what, it's a package deal. But to uh, Chris's credit, he's kind of dug something up online that might mean differently. So Fox does not own X-Men and Fantastic Four. Marvel owns those. Marvel has licensed the use of those characters to Fox 20th Century Fox Studios. Yes. Right? In te- yeah. In technical terms, Disney owns the intellectual property of the X-Men, but Fox has the rights to make movies about them. Yep. So they're just borrowing. They paid Marvel and Disney this money to to be able to make these movies they've licensed mm-hmm. them out so they don't own them outright they are essentially borrowing them to do movies with um after we looked into some ip law if comcast 
buys Fox out from Disney, which I will, I do not think will ever happen. Mm-hmm. People have said that the the X Men and Fantastic Four rights will they go with to Comcast or will they revert back? Mm-hmm. And I forget where exactly where we find this. I think this is um, national or federal copyright law here. But it states, the failure to have obtained any third-party consents necessary for the IP to have been transferred to the seller, if not originally developed by the company, will revert them back to to Disney and Marvel. Yeah, so, so this is all kind of like legally speak that is a little kind of confusing to kind of break down. But this is this has been cited in an article by Richard Herrick, who I desperately tried to reach out to. But after looking into his personal kind of life, he is like a Silicon Valley like tech investor, and that guy's just not going to put his contact information out there online because people are going to be hitting him up all time to invest in like their new it, fancy it, app. His history is an IP lawyer before that, though, so he yeah, he has exactly. the credit to back up what he says on all yeah. this. So he has a he has a website that he owns and operates. It's called All Business, where he wrote up this very in-depth article about uh, intellectual property and company mergers. So he is like the guy that would know the most about this. So if we ever hear back from him, I'll let you know. I tried to even connect with him on LinkedIn. I, I exhausted all my sources to reach out to this guy. But yeah, he he wrote this article on All Business. It got picked up by Forbes. So you know even there, there's credibility to what's being said here. But yeah, he's basically trying to say when when companies merge together, when one company tries to buy another company, sometimes they just want the intellectual property. So if you're talking about like an app, let's say you're talking about technology here, like a like a company wants to buy an algorithm that another tech that another tech company um, created, they want to make sure that they created that algorithm, they have that IP, and that they'll own it when they buy them. So this is kind of this weird thing where we're not talking about algorithms or tech or engineering. We're talking about freaking comic book superheroes that were invented by like uh like guys like drawing pictures on paper which is just really weird and uh, kind of hard to equate but yeah what we're trying to say here is that if comcast wants to buy fox they might have to get permission from disney to hold that over that ip and that's something that disney will honestly would never want to uh give up but this kind of goes into a broader thing where it's like if you Google any of this out there online, if you want to say like, hey, Chris and Mike, that sounds like bullshit. I don't think you guys know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you go out there and you we Google told this, that a lot. <laughs> every every nerd news website out there, every even business website out there is just not equipped to deal with these nitty gritty details. Like Forbes doesn't give a shit about the X-Men when it comes to this business deal. They just want to know about Disney and Fox, the big mega corporations and how they're going to get along and what's going to happen to the economy if they can possibly merge or if Comcast can come in and sweep in and change the deal. They don't care about the X-Men. Or if you go to a super nerdy blog that only cares about what's going to happen to the X-Men, they don't have the legal resources to figure out all this nit and gritty. So everybody's just assuming that it'll it'll go this way, but we're saying there's 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 precedent out here in IP law that might change this. But at the end of the day, this might be a moot point. We just don't think Comcast is going to get the deal. <laughs> We think people at Fox are going to appreciate that Disney stock a lot better. And also, um, when it comes to kind of like Hollywood and dealing with the boys and and the club out here with all these executives that hang out and chill, you know, they probably just want to hang out with the Disney people more than 
then they want to hang out with the Comcast people, you know. So maybe it just comes down to who you want to have dinner with at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Disney just goes ahead and buys them out, at least settles that worrisome problem. And then we just have to deal with a bigger mega corporation that well, is Disney. We'll worry about that when we get there, I guess. Well, so what I what, there are two things here that will also, other than just the rights, that would cancel, the, like make this kind of stupid. If Fox backs out of this deal with Disney, they owe them like $2 billion right out the gate for backing out. Do you want to lose $2 billion on the whole uh, of a process that's been like six months in already and all those costs? Mm-hmm. Also, a Comcast all-cash offer will make Fox have to, or the people, the owners of Fox, the investors, pay capital gains tax on this cash offer. With mm-hmm. the stocks offer, they don't have to pay that yeah. capital gains tax. So the, I think, what, 17% owners are the Murdoch brothers of Fox? probably don't want to pay all that extra cash yeah. whenever and, they're trying to sell something. And also, thirdly, Comcast is only going to make this offer depending on what happens with the AT&T Time Warner merger. If that merger doesn't go through, Comcast isn't going to waste their time. But if it does, Comcast is going to attempt to make the offer. So they still even have to wait to put it out there. All they can do is just put good vibes out into the universe and hope Disney kind of hears them and maybe they'll wait and see what happens. I don't know. So Does, does anyone yeah. even like Comcast? That's the <laughs> real question no nobody they're like the, does they're like the most hated company on the planet like they, I, that I, that might be factually true i know they're the most hated company in the united states so i don't know if the planet also hates them but yeah if somebody has to own fox i hope it's not comcast but i think well, we've said i just imagine them like in south park like rubbing their nipples like oh does this make <laughs> you mad oh we're gonna have x-men oh yeah does that piss you off oh my so. gosh it's it's very weird. It's very legally. There are there are a hundred other ways this could go. And if we yeah. have somebody listening to this show that is a lawyer, I would love or knows you to a che- lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love you to check out our show notes and see uh, what we have in there. I'll even make sure that we're uh, that we're linked to the Forbes article where we end up found finding this so yeah let us know what you think i'd i'd love some legal advice that i don't have to pay for <laughs> yeah we we worked very hard trying to find this for free this week so yeah uh we we, hope we can get a little farther with it later <laughs> so there's that speaking of big companies in the world netflix has passed disney recently this week to be the most valuable pure media company in the world uh, rated at $161 billion to Disney's $152 billion in assets. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, that's, that's huge. That yeah. is a huge deal. So, huge caveat to go along with that, though, because Netflix doesn't own any theme parks across the world. They don't own any real estate. You know, there's a lot of things that Netflix doesn't have that Disney does. So I don't want to say it's like a false equivalence, but it's kind of like when people – uh, say like, oh, Tesla is uh, rated higher than Apple is, but that all comes down to like market cap and like investor stock price. So yeah, I like we said in the last news segment, we're no economists. We don't know all these nitty gritty, but all this is a good sign that Netflix is, uh, they're powering through. They're giving the middle finger to the cable networks in a big way still. Yeah, it's just, and it's just a media company and I honestly thought Netflix was tanking recently um, because we've not really been happy with a lot of what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. But as you can tell, a lot of their stuff is not um, – even if it's bad, we still watched it and we still have that Netflix subscription. We didn't cancel our Netflix because yeah. we didn't like uh, – what What was the last – Bright? You didn't like Bright? So. Yeah. Well, well, it's almost like you can't, you can't think of Netflix as a Disney because Netflix is, Netflix is making so much content, you almost have to compa- compare Netflix to like 
Comcast, you know. Which is Netflix, higher than. Because Netflix has, quote unquote, so many channels on the inside of it. It's like, yeah, they're making all these TV shows that I'm never going to watch because they don't they don't want me to watch them. They're saying, you can if you want, but you're probably not going to like this weird reality show that we're making. This is We're trying to get like women from 34 to like 52 to watch this specific show so we get an uptick in subscribers in that demographic. Like, we're making you like Lost in Space and more Daredevil that we're actually going to talk about a little bit later in the show. So that's probably why we get these weird feelings of like, is Netflix doing good? Is it tanking? I don't know. I don't watch a lot of Netflix, and but I still have my subscription, so they got me, Mike. Yeah, they, they got, got you. Me. Oh, well. But the things, back to uh, things that make Disney uh, money, uh, is Avengers Infinity War, fifth week in the box office, right? Um, just crossed over $1.9 billion Ooh. total. Um, not slowing down very much um, overall, I think. I think this will cross the two hundred or the $2 billion point. Two bill club, man. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to. I had the box office pulled up. Um, I'm going to pull it up again just to look at the overall um, top movies. And, of course, Infinity War is a. Infinity, Black Panther has more domestically than Infinity War right now, believe it or yeah. not. Yeah, but, that did really good here in our home home country. Uh, so it's doing good. Let's see here. Overall, all time domestic, all time worldwide is at number four. If it crosses over 2.07. It will pass The Force Awakens be the third top movie. I have a strong feeling that it's going to do that. Like, I feel like it's going to get that top three. It's. I don't think it's going to top the, crack the top two. That those feel pretty cemented right now. Well, Titanic so and Avatar. Titanic again is only about one hundred thousand away from The Force Awakens. It could possibly get two. It will not touch number one. Unless yeah, this movie I, I, just keeps going, but we, we we have Deadpool two and Star Wars and Incredibles to fight against it, and so then it's a, a we, bad we time. can't we can't forget about Jurassic World two. I know that's not really quite in the superhero realm of things that we like to talk about, and we know uh, Jurassic World kind of had mixed receptions between critics and audiences, but that first Jurassic World movie made a ton of money it, it's literally a the lot only of one mo- below infinity yeah war. It's so, right below infinity war right now so if infinity war is hoping to crank out some of those dollars after jurassic world 2 which is what june 22nd like the third week in june so yeah. it's got to be doing it now so it has what four more weeks to kind of crank that crank those dollars yeah. out yeah and that's about when it'll probably die off even though mm. black panther how many weeks has Black Panther been in here? It's like gotta be like <laughs> close to fifteen. Man, you can't no, stop 14. T'Challa, man. Weeks. Oh, T'Challa, you so cool. Yeah, fourteen. You I mean the movies? You can go rent it at Redbox cheaper. You can go watch it in the movie theater. <laughs> but people are still watching it. It's out there. So, um, yeah, kudos to Infinity War. I, I, I really like it. Really had a good time with it. So I'm glad I got to see it twice. But we're looking forward to the next Avengers movie because Ooh. we got questions, Mike, and they got answers. Yes. <laughs> so the first official synopsis for Avengers Whoa. 4 is out. And this will just either confuse you, piss you off, or just leave you feeling meh. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to read this verbatim. You ready? Read All right. This. An unprecedented cinematic journey 10 years in the making and spanning the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studios' Avengers Infinity War brings us to the screen the ultimate deadly showdown. No, this is it. This is not it. I read the wrong one. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I was gonna say this is this doesn't uh, feel like a synopsis, Chris. Yeah, this feels like no, no. <laughs> uh, I gotta pull up. I gotta pull up. It is that it was. I must have copied the wrong thing because I'm in. I did all our show notes today. <laughs> we're on a holiday weekend, and me and Mike haven't talked 
Since, well, I can uh, I can definitely add a little bit to the conversation before you find it because if we're getting in a synopsis out there into the world, that's gotta mean a title for this next movie is coming soon, and it would be weird if we don't get a title before we get an official trailer, which we definitely won't see until the end of the year. So if Marvel's not going to Comic Con, we're not going to see the official title revealed there. But if we're Ant-Man. getting a synopsis, Ant-Man. it's got to be Ant Man. All right, man. I'm ho- I'm hoping you're right. God, it's going to be... So here it is. A culmination of 22 interconnected films. The fourth installment of the Avengers saga will draw audiences to witness the turning point of this epic journey. Our beloved heroes will truly understand how fragile this reality is and the sacrifices that must be made to uphold it. Okay, so it to me, I just see that as like the reality gem is going to be used and somebody's going to stay dead. But that's kind of what I already assumed. <laughs> yep. It doesn't give you a whole lot other than this 22 movies. And connected, and I think Ant Man will give us a title if we got this announcement. It's, it's very vague, but they're, <laughs> they're gonna play vague with us, you know. Yeah, they're like gonna play the, coy, vague. Just give us that title. It's I think it's gonna be called Avengers Annihilation. I, uh, so just just that give it to make me. It, that doesn't make any sense. But they also said that's not also one of the titles. Um, <laughs> the one I said, what was the one I think it's gonna be? I forgot what it was. Uh, well, if you don't remember, it wasn't a very good title, yeah, Chris. Man, I forget what I said. I, I, I think remember. you said it was gonna be Avengers Homecoming Two. That's, that's exactly what it was. What it was. <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> Infinity War 2. That's what they're calling Infinity War 2. That, that would be the biggest like kick in the nuts ever. Oh, if they call and it then Infinity it's just the, it's just the, oh, they would never do this as marketing, but it would be badass if there was an official poster for in- Avengers 2. Or, <laughs> you got me saying it, Infinity War 2, where if it's just the kind of disheveled Infinity Gauntlet post-snap, just giving the middle finger, like <laughs> that would be an amazing poster. That would be so cool. That sounds like something the Russo brothers would put on their Instagram. Yeah, so, it does. <laughs> that, yeah, so yeah. So we'll figure out what Avengers 4, Infinity War 2, whatever you want to call it is. However, it's not Homecoming 2. But we're going to talk about Spider-Man news because Mike probably hasn't heard a lot of this. So I've heard I've heard some, but not too much. The first biggest news this week is probably everyone's favorite news. All right, hands mm-hmm. down, Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks to play Mysterio. Yes, in talks, in yes. talks. He's not. The only yep. reason I bring this up is I had this weird progression of seeing this news in my feed where I saw it first as Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks. I was like, okay, that's cool. I like to see him in the mix. Then later on throughout the day when other blogs started to get more and more desperate for the views, they just straight, they just straight up said, nope, he's going to be uh, Mysterio in the next Spider-Man movie. It's a fact. Click on my link, please. This is happening. So I'm just glad we can hear... We can state the facts as they are. He is in talks. <laughs> yes, he's in talks, and his partner might be the rhino in this, his muscle ally, because Mysterio is not known for being muscly, hand-to-hand. Mm-hmm. So introducing the rhino in full in the MCU, I think, would be a good way to wipe the taste of the old rhino out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. But that is very much a rumor. Take that with your grains of salt. The title of this movie could possibly be called Spectacular Spider-Man. Hmm. So not Spider-Man Homecoming Spectacular or Spider-Man colon Spectacular. Gonna uh, gonna tweak the formula a little bit for the title? It could definitely be, yeah, tweaked a little bit, I guess. I, I don't know. Their titles, I mean, we went from Ant-Man to Ant-Man and the Wasp. They're, they're, they get, they're getting away from numbers. They don't like numbers. <laughs> so uh, I could totally see this being something like that. But um, we don't know. Uh, this is uh, that's all a rumor right there. Would that be a good title for you? Well, actually, I, I talk about your next note here because your next note actually might inform the title a little bit for me. 
So the next note is Avenger or Spider-Man Two will it may not take place after Avengers Four, but could be the part where it leads into the field trip at the beginning of Avengers Three. So this makes me think if the if Spider-Man was called Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, alluding to the Homecoming dance, maybe the next one is called Spider-Man Field Trip. Oh lord! Like I'm not I'm not even kidding. That literally could be it. I mean, if we're kind of tying this into high school things, that could be the next title, which makes more sense than Spectacular Spider-Man because you're really kind of throwing a wrench into the formula. And also, not just the you're, formula. You're building for, your own formula. Well, here. no, not even the formula <laughs> for Spider-Man. The formula for all these other movies: Captain America: Civil War, Captain America: uh, The Winter Soldier. Uh, I mean. Uh, like uh, Thor Ragnarok, all of these new movies are kind of uh, pending on these kind of descriptive titles of what we're seeing in the movie a little bit. So I would like to see them go in that direction. But Spectacular Spider-Man does kind of seem next on the list of we've used the Amazing Spider-Man already for uh-huh. the um, for the the not Tobey Maguire the. Uh, that guy, that uh, uh, Garfield, the yeah, Andrew Garfield, Garfield. he well, used I mean, that one up already. <laughs> I think they're. I mean, I don't think they have a, a platform in play simply because I'm going to use Ant Man and the Wasp as another example where they just add on the second character to the title. Um, I think they're very open to changing the titles to what whatever they need to be. But I mean, I don't know. But would you be okay with Spider Man Two being in front of Avengers Three rather well, than that- after Four? That kind of goes against what we've officially heard from Feige, right? He told us that Spider-Man, the next version, the next movie, we, he would kind of be dealing with the fallout and the ramifications of what happened in in the Avengers. I don't know if Feige was specifically talking about Avengers 3 or Avengers 4, but I, I feel like that kind of goes against what Feige has told us already, you know? I don't know. I just know that this, the, the the movie will be a global movie. Like he'll be going around the world to different mm, places, I, and Black Cat is not in it. Is that the is that like technically the field trip? Is he? <laughs> are they coming back from LaGuardia Airport on the bus? They just got back from Paris or something like that. Well, well, they're going they're going somewhere to it, but they. I mean, it, it's talking about about being in the um, a global thing. That's all really all you, he's confirmed. You know, I don't know anything about it dealing with. You know, Avengers as long as as long as Ed gets to go with him, I got to see more Ed. He's fun. <laughs> We're all Ned? gonna die, Ned. Yeah, Ned. Ed. You, you apparently don't. You don't remember <laughs> his name, so you don't like him that. The much. man in the chair, guy in the chair, the guy in gonna... the chair. Yeah, he's he's him. good. I think I think his Ned's there to be fine. His cast is great. Uh, we all know. Also, we all know he's ganky. He he really is. Uh, <laughs> the possibility of introducing Spider Woman in this movie is there. Um, spider Woman was not bit by a spider, by the way. She does not have the same power set or origin as Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets her abilities from a, an experiment, and um, she's got like I don't know. What's, her suit's what, different; is very much a different character. So. What's her profession? She has like a different a spy. real life. Yeah, that's what I thought. She's a spy, which would tie into the international spy of this universe. And she, she's also—I don't know if this is canon of her origin, but at some point she gets mixed up, and she's a member of Shield, right? Uh, or am, yeah, or am yeah, I she's thinking a spy the for Shield, but she like yeah. goes into. Aim as like undercover and, hmm. and Hydra and other. That might other be kind of cool to see another costumed web slinger on screen. We haven't seen that yet in any Spider-Man well, movie. She doesn't. She doesn't use webs. Is is different. So. Um, well, web slinger was more of a more of a misnomer, if you will. Okay. Cool. Yeah. She's got like pheromones. <laughs> like she can mess with people for pheromones. She's like a really good at being a spy. Like and. I don't know, maybe it could be someone the same age or maybe older and doesn't realize Spider-Man's a boy until later on. They, they've mm. used that before in the Black Cat stories. 
Um, another rumor is uh, the Osborne Corp has purchased Avengers Tower. That's why they were moving out. So of it. many, so many rumors. I like this rumor though. I mean, we kind of toyed around with the idea that maybe it would turn into Fantastic Four's Tower, uh-huh. but I feel like in order for that to happen, Reed Richards kind of really needs to be an established scientist that can throw around that kind of money. But yeah, I like the idea of of Osborne Industries like really kind of being a central point in New York City. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, and that makes sense with that tower being empty. It's the biggest tower there. Oscorp is tower is usually the biggest tower in New York. And so, it, I think it makes sense that the Avengers Tower was vacated in a Spider-Man movie, so it would make yeah. sense to fill it in a Spider-Man movie. That's probably like my strongest rumor. I think that's like very much going to happen going mm-hmm. forward in this. And lastly, the idea of Spider-Man 3 being the Sinister Six movie because they've confirmed um, – What's his name? We'll be back as Vulture in this for a couple scenes. Oh and yeah, I, I did see that. We've got a, a, a um, the the Scorpion was in the first movie, yeah. so Scorpion, so, yeah. Vulture, Mysterio, sure. Rhino, and then what? We need two more. So I guess Osborne, uh, the Green Goblin, and then I guess we just got kind of one more lingering. It could be, out San, there. It could be Sandman if they wanted or, to, or um, Craven possibly. Yeah, yeah, they can make their own Sinister Six. So the idea is like this will. The end of two will lead into like all the six maybe yeah. teaming up for the third one, which I'm totally okay with. That's fine I think, with me. I think the only lingering question is, if we have seen the Vulture and I guess the Scorpion, I guess we're not sure yet, but I would assume the Scorpion wouldn't be mutated into a Scorpion uh, because we saw him as a real man in the prison. Well, so if the vultures every, he's tech- always had a suit. He's, yeah. So, Scorpion's yeah. always had a suit. Yeah. So if everybody's tech-based, are we going to see the rhino as tech-based? Because in the comics, he kind of – he is – I don't know. Is he like an actual rhino in the comics? Because I know he's had different origins – and sometimes he's just in like a almost like a spandex suit that makes him look like a rhino. So sometimes it's kind of hard to tell. I don't know if they're splicing anything into this guy. I'm just kind of curious how they're going to do the rhino because the last time we saw him, he was uh, played by oh god, what's that guy? Uh, really bad. He whatever his name was, he did a really bad like Russian accent. He was a yeah, big so, giant mechanical rhino for four seconds. <laughs> so the rhino in the comic books is Russian, but he's um, a, a thug who's giving artificial skin. Which give him superhuman strength. Yeah, that's why it's confusing because it's not yeah. really a robot suit, but it is because it's skin. I don't know. Yeah, and, and he's a huge guy, but and he looks like he's just a dude wearing a, a rhino costume, like, mm-hmm. which I, I think is better. Okay, Paul Giamatti's version in the maze, the <laughs> design was good, but it did not go over very. Yeah, well. that was weird. So, so I'm totally okay with uh, them doing a different version. They're gonna they're gonna work it out. They're they're smart. Marvel, I trust Marvel working on this. Um, so that's that's our Spider-Man Two stuff. Is that that good? That good with you? Yeah, I mean, fu- I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to swear on the podcast as yeah. much as I can, but Jake Gyllenhaal, that's that's a huge get. That guy's awesome. He played yeah. an amazing villain in um, uh, what was that called? Nightcrawler. Ooh, Nightcrawler. he was so good in that movie. I would love to see him as a villain in any film. So yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm that uh, of those that and the Oscorp Tower, totally cool. Like those mm-hmm. are like if those two come true, I'm happy with these rumors being false. So we'll do that. Black Panther Two has got some interesting news here. I want to get your take on this. Donald Glover is rumored to be the villain in Black Panther Two. Ooh, um, he came from Spider Man Homecoming as the Prowler, mm-hmm. um, but there may be working on some logistics. He may play a different character uh, or something else in Black Panther Two. I would like to see him play the Prowler, stealing 
Vibranium tech now that Wakanda's open to the yeah. world. I mean, but- we, we've seen kind of actors do those dual roles before, but they've been kind of low-key characters, and it's been like, oh, well, you played a guy in 1945, but now you also get to play, like, a principal in a high school. No one's going to really make that connection or care there. So, yeah, or also Peter Quill's mom was also in Captain America, and it may or may not be his grandma or something. I'm not too sure what was happening there. But, yeah, Donald Glover, he was a pretty memorable part in Spider-Man Homecoming. You know who Donald Glover is. You don't hide him behind something. Yeah. yeah. You don't just write it off like, oh, yeah, Yeah. Donald Glover is in there. Yeah, they might as well just write him and just make the Prowler even more interesting than he was in the Ultimate Universe. You know, I I didn't... get to read a lot of Miles Morales' story, but I would assume the Prowler was not necessarily a globe-trotting character that had his hand in Wakanda, but it would be kind of cool if he was. I mean, that is Yeah, he had a, a lot cool... of fancy tech in it, so it yeah. would totally work out. That'd be a cool new way to take the Prowler. Man, elevate that character to the stratosphere in a Black and, Panther movie. And he was taking high-tech junk from the Vulture's crew. So, I mean, he's obviously interested in high-tech yeah. junk, like, and, gear. And so. we saw in Black Panther 1... Uh, at least some of that Wakanda tech is at least making it out there into the world. So, yeah, it would make sense for the Prowler to get a hold of it and come across maybe Black Panther in New York City, like, in his turf, and they just start fighting and just, like, just like yeah. going down. Like, yeah, that's cool, man. Donald Glover is a good actor, and he deserves his comeuppance eventually, even if he didn't get to play Miles when he was younger. So, yeah, he, he's hot. He's hot right now. So hot. <laughs> maybe they'll get them, maybe they won't. This could turn out to be nothing, but I'm okay with it either way. Inner movie connectivity like that, that that's really cool with me. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. The Black Widow movie has made a big step forward by hiring Maria Jerkovic, who was the Red Sparrow production designer for the movie Red Sparrow, which <laughs> was like really... a Black Widow movie that nobody liked because it's boring. Yeah, so at least I guess the good news is that it's just the production designer. So it'll, I guess, it'll, look, it'll look good. <laughs> yeah, so I guess go watch Red Sparrow, but just put it on mute and just look at it. If it looks good, mm-hmm. that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I didn't hear anyone say it looked bad at all. Uh, Maria has also worked on like Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, a lot of other spy movies that deal with like Cold War spy stuff. So I think she's gonna nail that look and and feel real, really easily. So mm-hmm. um, that's a that's a that's a good grab. Might as well ever since everyone's like Red Sparrow, isn't this like a Black Widow movie anyway? So um, got that going for him. Daredevil dropped a de- now deleted uh, picture this week. Someone did from the set confirming that- possibly Bullseye. I wouldn't even say possibly. There's like three elements here <laughs> that tell me Bullseye is in this season factually for sure. First of all, I wasn't sure what I was clicking on when I saw when I was going into this, but yeah, a, a Bullseye literally behind Daredevil's name on the logo. I mean, come on, that's Bullseye. Yep. You look at the you look at the you look at the emoji game in the Instagram post. You literally see the Bullseye emoji with the dart and the Bullseye on there. I mean, come on, you got two there. And the third thing that confirms it is it was removed and taken down. Yeah. That yeah, it's Bullseye. And it and it makes sense. That's a big Daredevil character that we've yet to seen. And Matt Murdock has been kind of in the Netflix world for three seasons of shows now. So, yeah, it's time to bring in uh, Bullseye. Yeah, and that logo is purple and white, which is Bullseye's color. <laughs> yeah. Like, and this is from the costume department, so duh, they know what they're doing. Like, this isn't, like, <laughs> some fan-made thing. So Yeah, we're not embroidering random, just random stuff on jackets over here. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think we're going to see Bullseye, and I've seen some other stuff that may have 
uh, confirm that along the way. We yeah. don't know who's playing him, but I, I'm definitely excited for Daredevil Season 3, especially if we get Bullseye now. Yeah. Like, that's... And, if they're, and if they're integrating it into the logo, he's going to be, like, the villain. It's not like he's just yeah. going to be, like, a dude that, like, shows up for a couple episodes. It sounds like he's going to be the main antagonist. Probably yeah, along I, with the punt. Probably along with Kingpin, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like it's got my my hands going together, Mike. Can you hear him over here? Like that's Ooh, exciting. I hear him. That's good tape, man. That makes that, good tape. That is great. <laughs> it's gonna be great to watch that. So we'll keep you posted. We don't have a release date yet, but we'll we'll let you know when. A uh, cloak and dagger. Some first reviews are coming out and thoughts, Mike. I thought I'd just share with you the pilot episode reviews. So a couple thoughts. Spoiler free. All right. Um, apparently, this uh, the tone of the show exists between. Shield's lighter tone in the darker Netflix shows, hmm, okay, uh, which which is okay with me. And apparently, the actors have great chemistry and are the entire reason to watch the show. Every review praised the acting in the show. Wow, between the two I, leads. I mean, that's good. I saw my first billboard for Cloak and Dagger in town, which I thought was a pretty big step. I mean. Nobody knows who Cloak and Dagger are unless you're like really into the comic books. Like, you're, no one's just gonna just offhandedly have heard Cloak and Dagger, you know, just throughout just watching this stuff uh, live action on the on the screen. So, seeing that they they're getting a billboard treatment, maybe that gives me a little bit of hope that this this show is like a real thing that I can actually watch soon. So, uh, yeah, I I'll probably check out the pilot, but there's only so many hours in the day, Chris. I don't know if I can slot this into my. Uh, Weekly this, watching. But the summer's here, so you, you can't really tell me you're watching anything else. Yeah, I guess. I mean, your, I'm schedule, not watch- your, schedule's, your schedule's out the door. I <laughs> I'm, know. Not watching, I'm not really watching Westworld right now because I'm a little underwhelmed, so maybe I'll try Cloak and Dagger. I really like Westworld. I'm, I'm digging it, but um, I haven't caught up on Legion. I need to sit down and just watch all of Legion because i got to watch it, you know? Like, you can't look away, and that's my problem there. Can we talk about Morbius, the living vampire? Oh, God, do we have to? <laughs> yeah, we have to because a, sino- a log line for the film has been revealed. And All that right. means um, some, there was some casting news, but I couldn't figure out what it was trying to say, so I just left it out here. But it's a horror action story of a scientist who, in trying to find a cure for a rare blood disease, accidentally transformed himself into a living vampire who, though disgusted by his own bloodlust, chooses to prey upon criminals he deems unworthy of life. Mm. It seems like Sony's taking the anti-hero approach to all their movies. Because uh, this sounds a lot like what Venom might end up being at the end. Like, Venom's going to stick around while they only kill criminals. Do you think they're building, like, an anti-hero sub-world with these characters? Maybe they're going to see what movie performs better, Morbius or Venom, and then they'll get the last slot in the Sinister Six. They're just like, we're just going to make a couple vi- villain movies, and we're just going to see if Marvel wants to put any of them in the Spider-Man movie that we're doing together. We got that one empty spot. This is just such a weird character to make a movie out of. Like, okay, Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, I get it. Like, Ant-Man is kind of like this sub-tier character that they kind of promoted to, like, the limelight, you know, to get his kind of very much extended and deserved 15 minutes of fame. But Morbius, he's just like this really obscure Spider-Man villain. I don't think he deserves a standalone movie. I think it's the genre they're after more than anything else, because I couldn't figure out... Like, of all the characters, I'm like, yeah, vampires and horror, yeah, that, Sony hasn't really tackled that a whole lot yet. Um, and I, don't, I wouldn't know who else to put in a horror movie from Spider-Man's gallery that they have. Um, do they need to do any of them? Probably not. But I would choose this over their black and silver, or black and whatever it's called movie, any day. About you know mercenaries fighting each other from Spider-Man that nobody nobody knows about. So um, I don't know. I guess they'll probably actually have to see which if Venom even performs before they step forward with this. But I know they're working on it. So 
Um, Maybe this can be a, a movie made for epics, and it can live alongside of that weird Alfred TV show. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. I, I don't know. Again, the new what CEO of Sony doesn't like the movie section, so this may never come to light. Uh, Silver and Black stopped production or went out indefinitely hiatus the week before it was supposed to start producing. They may just be putting stuff out there to say, hey, we may be working on things. No, uh, no what know. they know what they should do they should just come to like a nice little agreement and i think Morbius would probably make a more of a, like a better character possibly in a netflix tv show so maybe so, sony blade. yeah sony just needs to sit down with like marvel and netflix and be like hey come on let's just you know, let, let's maybe add this to to this like i think it's gonna work better or or it could be a hulu show since disney owns Big stock in the <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the I'm not watching Runaways quite yet. So uh, well, that's different. That, that's that's a that, that's like a freeform style show. But if you choose a Morbius and Blade Hulu show, I'd probably watch it. Ooh, throw in Squirrel Girl just to make it weird. I don't. I don't really want to. That, that is weird. <laughs> Vampire squirrels. That'd be so cool. Get get out. You're out of the show. You're off <laughs> yeah. the show. I need a new host to talk about Wonder Woman two. Uh, Steve Trevor's possibly coming back for the sequel or Descendant. Apparently, uh, Chris Pine has been filming some stuff. So, so he didn't blow up in a plane. <laughs> I don't. We don't know. Wonder. We don't know where the DC stuff sits, Mike. This is. We don't know what they're going to do with a lot of things. So, <laughs> uh, it could be a flashback. Could be a memory. Could be uh, some nephew it, or something. Or I don't did, know. Is that gonna, is that a Wonder Woman's true uh, call to uh, fate? Is she's just going to sleep with all the descendants of Steve Trevor? That's right. Like, hey, guess what? I slept with her grandfather and you're next. He's, she's got a tree with check boxes on it and then she goes down the family tree. She just marks them <laughs> off. So. Oh, that's, ooh, that's not good for feminism. <laughs> no, it's not. Not at all. But Warner Brothers has uh, bought some new Wonder Woman domains this week, which may give us a hint at this, the title of the sequel, which I, I assume they'll probably announce at um, San Diego Comic-Con this year. Uh, they've taken Wonder Woman 1980 through 1989, so my guess is this movie takes place in the <laughs> 80s. Yeah, I think that's a, I, that was already confirmed, I think, but I guess they want to go yeah. ahead and buy those domains. Yep, Wonder Woman Arrives. That's probably not a good title. Yeah, that's weird. So. Wonder Woman Cheetah, so Cheetah's probably in the movie, again confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Woman Lives, um, Batman Lives, Is that one, was that one of them? No, Batman Returns. No, I don't think that's a good title either. <laughs> Batman Minerva, that's a Cheetah reference. Wonder Woman Part 2, uh, don't know about that. Wonder Woman Returns and Wonder Woman Rises are actually probably two of my favorite titles out of this deck. I think... Um... Rises reminds me uh, a little bit too much, I think, of Christopher Nolan's Batman movies still. Maybe not so much for other people, but I like Wonder Woman Returns. That kind of makes more sense. Like, she already kind of rose, I feel like, in her first movie, so now she returns. She's back on the scene. Uh, yeah, this I think this, this news might be a little bit more impactful if we didn't know it was taking place in the 80s and Cheetah was the villain. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman Returns would be my guess, my vote. I think Returns, Wonder Woman Returns is too close to Batman Returns from the 90s. The, but that was, a, that was a longer time ago, man. But Rises nobody liked much... that Batman movie as much. Well, then there you go. Go ahead and use the title. No one cares I'm about gonna it. Go, I'm going to go with Rises. Of the two, I'm thinking Rises. So uh, we're on opposite sides of this coin. We'll see in a couple. You'll be there. You'll let me know, right? On the floor. You'll be in Hall yeah. H. Let me know about Wonder Woman. I'll let you know, man. That's cool. Uh, some new look at the Aquaman armor uh, has risen. Uh, we surfaced is that, that that a good pun surfaced. <laughs> um 
so we get to see Aquaman. He's wearing his, his armor's more shell based. It looks like than we've seen before, like mm. very hard shells and 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 stuff on his shoulders here. Uh, you sent me one of the other photos. What do you think of this one? Uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm really. We should be getting a trailer soon for this movie, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. this movie comes out at the end of the year. It, yeah, I think they're waiting for um second half of the year because this is I think is a December release. So. Yeah, we've already had yeah. our you know we've already had like a Fantastic Beast trailer which is coming out of Warner Brothers. So uh, I feel like we should be getting Aquaman soon. They probably want to wait for the Justice League taste to wash out of our mouths a little bit. Forget <laughs> about it and before well, it's out there. Well, I mean, we got Solo out of the way, we got Deadpool out of the way, we got um, Avengers out of the way. Now I think it's I think we should be getting our Aquaman trailer soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think June is the month for it. If anything, is the first trailer. So, um, we could be wrong, but I think it'll be there. If not, Comic Con at the latest. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. If we have there's to a, there's a drought in the, the later half of this year for superhero movies and just movies in general. So they may be wanting to like maybe we'll just use this drought to advertise the hell out of it. So, um, do you like the armor? Yeah, I think it's cool. Okay, it looks very. Cool it feels very Aquaman to me. It does. It feels better than the, the the Snyder stuff we saw, so I'm good with that. Probably my biggest, weirdest pet peeve of the week is this poster <laughs> here. Zachary Levi in costume for the Shazam movie. Um, what do you think of it overall? Ignoring what I've said so far about this, Mike. Because uh, you, hey, you know I want to I wanna wait for it. I just want to talk about the poster without being biased here. <laughs> well, before you get into your very bizarre nitpick, it feels kind of strange. It feels like DC is trying to use this movie as like a wink and a nod and a fun time to kind of break free from the rigid darkness of DC. Uh, but it just kind of feels like Deadpool's kind of done all of this better. I know it's hard to think Shazam drinking a drink is treading on Deadpool marketing, but it feels, it feels weird. Like, Oh, we're trying to be weird and wacky with our characters. Like, well, that's definitely a departure from everything else we've seen. So, I really don't know. I don't know how to feel get, about this I, I poster. I get more of an Ant Man and Wasp vibe from it because of all yeah. the negative space. Yeah, I could see that. It's wacky and, and goofy. Because the whole point of it is a ten-year-old or so Billy Batson is able to say the word Shazam and turn into the body of a of an older man with all the powers of gods. Mm-hmm. And so you got to think this guy has the mentality of a ten-year-old in his head. And um. You know, look at him. He's got that like if he was chewing gum or something like not. He's so nonchalant about this. Um, that's okay. I don't mind the outfit as much. I'd like to see it in action, but I really don't <laughs> mind the glowing lightning bolt and the the hood. But but Chris, you've been burying the yeah. lead for too long. Yeah. What is the burning anger that boils inside of you when you look at it's, this? He's drinking this drink, but the drink is full to the fucking top. Like he is, his mouth is puckered, sucking on this straw. Okay. And, like, the drink is still full. So he's faking drinking this drink oh in this poster. Gosh. I wish the liquid was just a it's little like lower. It's like it's not real life. And there's no <laughs> ice in it, Mike. Do you want to drink with no ice in it? Honestly, I think my biggest pet peeve, this is just, oh, man, I can't believe we're talking about the straw in his drink. But if you were to continue the line of his straw down to the cup, the straw doesn't go all the way to the bottom of the cup. I don't know about you, but I make sure my straws go all the way to the bottom. Well, it, it does. It's angled. The water refracts it over to the right. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Chris, if you if you look at this and you follow the straw all the way through, and I'm talking even before it goes in the liquid, it should continue going, and it hits like the side of the cup halfway up. Yeah, but uh, truth. 
I think it's. I think. I think the liquids is fading. It's, it's getting darker. It's fading into the darkness. Oh I bet it goes all the way down. I'll work. I'll work up some charts. I'll get some ge- uh, geography going. Not geography. Look, geometry. Can going you just? Here. Can you just Photoshop the liquid down like a little bit and <laughs> fix the straw while you're at it? Just make it all. Make us both happy in oh one go God. here. We got to move on to the next. We have been talking about Shazam's cup. Way longer. I just don't like the. I just don't. I don't I like it. I don't approve of it. I want some oh realism gosh. in this movie. So whatever. The Lego Movie Part Two <laughs> has got a, a title and a poster, and this poster has got me asking all sorts of questions, Mike. <laughs> Why is it red, white, and blue? Like, is this like where are they going to like America Land in Lego well, Movie or what? I think it's just primary colors. Um, but I like how it's called the second part. That's kind of funny. It's like a very. Uh, uh, upfront title, but also part kind of makes me think of Legos, Lego parts. So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I also like how the Lego word is not like the same textured su- substance on the movie bottom. Like it's actually like got different pieces covering up the, like the Lego studs mm-hmm. where it's kind of flat. But why is it red, white, and blue? The other one had the yellow, red, blue <laughs> kind of color to it. But what's the What's the patriotism here? Is it because of Memorial is, Day weekend? Is this what the last bit of the show is going to be like? You just diving into the littlest, tiny details of all of That's our not a tiny here? detail. That's a big detail. Look how white, red, white, and blue this is. Just, <laughs> well, all I'm, I have to say is it, the majority of the Lego movies so far have been very good, so I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the first one a lot. Hopefully this one can continue that with the same characters. February 2019, that's a little sooner than I thought it'd be, actually. Um, so the other, well, the first Lego movie, uh, did that come out in February? I think I know Lego Batman did. That was an early, no. that was an early in the year movie for sure. The reason is because I really liked it, and by the end of the year, I forgot it even came out that year because it came out so early. Up oh, February seventh, twenty fourteen. Yeah. So yeah, it was. By the time and I you know, it, it was much later in the year. And so. you notice how I said two thirds because everybody has forgotten about Lego Ninjago. For oh sure. yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't <laughs> forgot about it. A lot of people just didn't watch it, so not a lot of people liked it. So Lego Movie Two, we're looking forward to it. Um, I will probably again get our trailer at Comic Con for that one. Warner Brothers seems to be holding back on a lot of this stuff for a little bit because Shazam, I think, is April of next year, right? So they need a trailer too. Men in Black, the um, spinoff movie. I actually watched Men in Black 2 today. That movie sucks. It sucks so hard. Um, <laughs> but the Men in Black spinoff, yeah, uh, has Liam Neeson joining as the head of the Men in Black UK branch. Which, oh, that's okay. All right. I guess it makes sense that the Men in Black would need to be global and have another branch. Uh, let's just hope it doesn't take 20 cuts to get Liam Neeson over a fence in this movie. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, in one of the Taken movies, it's like uh, it's like a popular, not like a meme, but it's like a very viral video where it's just somebody uploaded the scene of Liam Neeson having to work his way over a fence in like the sixth Taken movie, however many they've made. <laughs> but it's like 20 cuts. Whoever edited that movie was just like, uh, Liam's having a hard time getting over this fence. We're going to have to cut this every two seconds so it looks like it's fast-paced. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow, I'm going to have to look this up. Um, yeah. So in this, uh, he's supposed to play the in the original one. It was played by Rip Torn, who was like the head. He didn't like leave his office. So I don't think he'll be doing a whole lot, but just yelling at people in his in his accent. Uh, it's gonna be a global adventure. Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson. I'm really looking forward to seeing this June of next year. That's really soon, actually. For in my head, I don't know why. Is that soon to you? Is that that's a quick uh, turnaround, right? I, I think it's just because we're surprised the movie's even being made. Yeah, it's true. God that. Second one sucks so hard. Uh, Transformers 7 has been dropped from Paramount's release schedule to the relief and happiness of everyone involved. <laughs> uh, 
Are we still getting that Bumblebee movie, man? Yeah, that's the last one, and then Ugh. they're gonna like they're gonna reboot the whole damn thing and probably mix it in with your GI Joes and your mask and your whatever other franchise Micronauts franchises they have over there. So <laughs> they can have their toy universe where you can make all the toys. You wanna transform your GI Joe into a car? You can do it. We'll do yeah. it for you. <laughs> Uh, I actually watched after Men in Black ended the second um, fucking, uh, what was it called? Um, G.I. Joe movie was on. Oh. It's <laughs> not too bad uh, some of the time. So uh, they they kill What's-His-Face right off the bat. Oh, good for them. James Bond. Ha- I've been watching some old James Bond movies, if you haven't noticed, on, on my check-ins this week, Mike. Nice uh, I I missed. I've, I, I've only seen Daniel Craig movies, and I went back and watched the Sean Connery movies. I've never seen anything in between. <laughs> so I went back to watch some Roger Moore ones before he got real bad in them. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been watching those. They've been interesting. They're of their time, that's for sure. Uh, but the 25th James Bond movie has been officially announced. Releasing October 25th in the UK, November 8th of 2019 in the US next year, with Danny Boyle set to direct, um, and Daniel Craig to return as Bond. So, wow, he, the Daniel Craig, the Potato Man, as you like to call him. Yeah, he looks like a is, potato uh, in a suit, man. Is back at it. Uh, yeah, we, we we've mentioned this on the show many a times. We're, we're not big uh, James Bond aficionados, so I don't think we're the ones to uh, really. Uh, uh, look to when it comes to James Bond, but all four, right. <laughs> is it like 14 years of James Bond for Daniel Craig? Is that a, is that too much? Is that I don't know. I this I feel like this has to be his last one. I mean, we didn't think we'd see him again, so I got to imagine they they brought a dump trunk of money to his house. And they're probably going to plan to make it his last one as well. Yeah, like they're, rather they're than probably, the last one set up. A, like we're setting up a whole sequel. <laughs> no, they're they're probably paying him in gold and Bitcoin to get him to do this movie. Yeah. They're, they're paying him in the James Bond cars. Like, you, know, <laughs> you can have this car when we're done, so. Yeah. That's, that's all right. That's all right. We're not the big fans. And do you watch The Expanse on um, wherever it was on? Was I've, it I've seen a couple episodes of the first season, and Sci-fi. it seemed it seemed to be going in, like, a fun direction, but I hear really good things about it. So it got three seasons on Sci-Fi, and the fourth season is officially picked up at Amazon. So hey, good, good for you, Amazon. You're making a lot of people happy with that. Yeah, so, um, and I'm, I'm, I think it might have one more, uh, season, um, there. I don't know, maybe they've not announced anything more than one, but, um, that's, this is one of those, another example where TV shows can live on other, uh, platforms after they're, they're done. Yeah. Um, sci-fi is still on Krypton, uh, people keep saying it's good. I heard the finale was mind-blowing, Mike. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Some more people were telling me that today, and uh, they canceled The Expanse. I know some, uh, I think, listener of the show, uh, Marshall, I think he's a big fan of The Expanse. I hope that's right, Marshall. Don't get mad if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, that's cool. It's living on somewhere else. And this is the last thing. We've been putting this off for a little bit, Mike. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wrapped up. We finished it up, right? Mm-hmm. Season 5. We want to talk about this. This might get a little spoilery if you've not cut up on S.H.I.E.L.D., so you might want to tune out right now. Yes, right uh, now. You know the rest of it. Come back later when you're done. But uh, I think we, we want to talk a little bit about Season 5 and the future of the show. Yeah, let's do it. Um, season 5 felt a little long to me, man. i got to be honest. It was like one big story instead of multiple little stories. And yeah. I didn't and so, care for that as much. Yeah, some of the previous seasons, you can even go on Wikipedia, and you can see they're distinctly separated, I think, like into thirds. Yeah, they so. call them pods uh, when they were making them, like pod one two and three and this season started off with the potential for a pod 
um, in the future. And then uh, once that was done, I'm like, okay, they're going to come back and they're going to do something different. But the first half of the season is all dealing with future versions of them, like dealing with them in the future, then coming back and trying not to make that future come to light. Uh And um, there are some good moments and then there's some bad moments. Like the whole thing to save Coulson was just miserable at times. Because, like, we got to save Coulson. And everyone's like, if you save Coulson, the world will blow up. So, um, that was kind of disappointing. But I think it ended in a really good place where they let Coulson go off to Tahiti to, quote unquote, die, even though season six is around the corner. Yeah, I, I really, I'm really curious if they would actually kill him off. I don't think they will. I think they're just setting it up to be, uh, you know, because that, that last episode was supposed to be a dual series finale if it went that way. So I think we wanted to end on a note. Which would have been oh, great, if, by the way. Yeah, if this is the last episode, at least he finally made it to Tahiti and, you know, he gets to hang out there with Agent May. But, man, that's going to be a real depressing time for Agent May. That's the only thing I could think is just like, okay, you get to watch Coulson die in front of your eyes while after he's retired, uh, you're going to, it's going to be rough for you. So that kind of left me feeling a little weird. So, um, but yeah, overall the season was fun. I didn't really, it didn't really feel too slow for me just because I was watching it in very unplanned spurts. So like I would kind of build a couple up on Hulu, watch some here and there. I took a long break for a while. I jumped back in. So it was kind of all over the place for me, but this does good DVR numbers. So if you're out there watching it on Hulu, they're, they're taking notice, which is probably why they got this um, this uh, halved next season, which we're not going to see for a whole nother year. We're like on a Netflix schedule with this show now. It's just like, wow, it's not a couple more months until I get S.H.I.E.L.D. I have to wait a whole year to see more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so that's going to be a little bit of time. But I did like to see... Um, General Talbot made a really cool villain in the end. I thought his motivations were very clear. It made a lot of sense. Uh, He felt very crazy and very believable. And when he got into that weird kind of alien suit, he looked really badass. Like, he looked like a villain. (laughs) That that, uh, costume design really worked for me. So, I mean, we're big fans of Earth Minus Heroes. And the first two episodes of Earth Minus Heroes, Graviton is the villain in that. And he looks, he's really dangerous and looks really cool. Um, and this is actually a throwback to season one, like episode, what, two or three, where they get the Gravitonium, mm-hmm. and they finally get to pay it off and create Graviton. I did not see Talbot becoming Graviton at the end of it, um, but enough to, to piss off the aliens who were apparently preparing us for Thanos or, like, going to take over the world after they knew Thanos was coming for us. Yeah, that so, was an that was an interesting bit. It was almost like the everybody out there kind of knows who Thanos is. They understand that he can show up on a planet and just like wreck shit and you got to be really careful. So it's almost like you have these vultures that kind of follow in his wake and just like, "Oh shit, he's about to get this planet. Let's swoop in and steal some of the resources." And uh Agents of Shield kind of got a, got caught in that crossfire there. That was a really that's a really good tie-in without it being like, "Oh, we have to respond to Thor." being in Sweden or whatever, like in the the, the dark world. So that was a cool way to reference the bigger universe without saying like, okay, half the people are disappearing. What do we do with it? Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Daisy was kind of annoying uh, there at the end. Again, I I thought she was really good for a while, but her motivations were, she'd like say, no, you can't go, you have to go by the book. And then she's like, I'm going to go off radar and do this own thing that I want to do. Like she was very, contradictory of her own thing she said and that was really irritating yeah 
I but thought the, the overall cast was really good. Like, I really yeah. love the characters. I thought the Fitz storyline was really interesting to follow because he went from like a just a smart, pragmatic person to almost like an evil, pragmatic person. He was just like, we have to. I have to cut your neck open, Daisy, to pull this thing out, whether you like it or not. It has to be done. Everyone's gonna you need hate your me. Your powers back. Yeah, and it's gonna feel, and it felt very sinister. Like it, it feels weird saying it kind of felt like he was raping her because he really wasn't, but he was doing something without consent, which is very much on the forefront of society today. So I was like, oh god, this feels very weird. This feels wrong. It doesn't feel right, but it felt kind of. It was like a. It was a good emotional. It was a good emotional response. That's what you want out of your audience. But then he kind of slowly started to redeem himself, but not really because he just ends up dying technically in the end, which is pretty emotional. But then I, I like the little wink and nod that they did at the end, where they're just like, "Yeah, we got another one out in space. That one's yeah. not evil yet. Let's just go find him and unfreeze him because he hasn't kind of turned to the dark side." Well, he was evil because he got the evil in season four. Yeah, I guess he. Yeah, so maybe they'll try to steer him away from evil. Like, hey, we're unfreezing you, but you do some weird shit, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I'm trying to put myself in Fitz's mind. It's got to be so weird. He's just like, yeah, just one day all my friends went to a diner. They disappeared, and then they're in, this, they're in the future. So I'm going to go find them. So I'm going to jump into this pod, and then I'm going to get woken up by them because they found me and I actually didn't go into the future. So that's got to be – it's going to be a funny watching him get caught up. But, yeah, I thought that was really clever to use that time travel to bring him back because he's a, he's a cool character. Yeah, well, they, they set it up like it was his funeral, like, at the end. And they're like, oh, no, we're, we're, we're celebrating they, Coulson they, dying. Not... They bait and switched you. Yeah. Um, o- overall, I mean, I like the characters. We don't know where Deke went at the end. Did he blip out of existence or anything like that? I don't uh, He. I don't think he did. I think they tried to say, yeah. like, oh, time isn't linear. Things can do different they, things. They're going to so. go get Fitz out of space, so obviously. Yeah. But they didn't show him to leave it very vague um, mm-hmm. as such. Uh, I want to know where uh, Deathlock is again. I, I liked his one cameo in this where he actually came in and saved people from the, yeah. the nightmare dimension. And he got to, like, shoot Hive with, like, a missile or something. Yeah, I don't that, remember exactly that, that, what That happened. was episode 100, and they did pull out all the stops in episode 100. They had, like, yeah. all those evil characters come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say, the CG budget for the show, fantastic. I love – like, I never don't believe anything in the show. Yeah, they actually did um, – they did a really good shot where when Yo-Yo got her robot arms, they did a really nice hero wide shot of her in full robot arms all the way up to her shoulders, and it looked really good. It wasn't just, like, put a sleeve of metal over her arm to be robots. Like, no, that looked really cool. But then they don't have the budget to do that for the whole season, so automatically she's in long sleeve shirts for the rest of the season. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. But, yeah, when we got to see her full robot arms, they looked pretty mm-hmm. They looked pretty rad. The fight with Graviton at the end with Daisy, there was, a, I think, one scene of, like, oh, this looks like it'd be an Avengers movie where they were tackling each other with their powers. Yeah, um, she when she launched them in the space, I was like, oh, that felt so satisfying. Yeah. Would you say <laughs> Team Rocket blasting Yeah, I can't take credit for that. I think I saw that like as a meme out there on Twitter somewhere. But, yeah, there goes Gravi- Graviton blasting off again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I love all the spaceships they have in this. Like, they're, they're Zephyr and, they're like, they're birds and stuff like that. Like, this, mm-hmm. the, I guess, flight ships, they always look good no matter they what got, scenes are in. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s got spaceships now, man. That's That's got to tie in. I think that season six, I think they're going to go to space. Like... Captain Marvel will know Agent Coulson as we know in Avengers 4 and her Captain Marvel movie. Since S.H.I.E.L.D. is living, uh, is existing beyond that, they can go to space, get fits from space, and maybe deal with some cosmic threats, and they need Coulson 
because he knows Captain Marvel. Yeah, I do have to say, if if for some weird reason Coulson doesn't come back in the next season, which I think would be a bad idea, it is kind of nice knowing that maybe the last time we do see Coulson in the MCU is on the big screen, even though technically he's playing a younger self. But yeah, uh, don't don't underestimate people how much he has contributed to this whole universe. Oh yeah, since Iron Man one, man, he's been on a lot of. He had his own one shots. Um, I would like to see him in Avengers four. Um, actually, like, when, yeah. like you said, when Captain Marvel comes back and like, oh, Phil Coulson, yeah, he he's dead. He's like, no, he's not. And honestly, I'd I'd love to see Quake in on the big screen. Like maybe if this next season of Agents of the Shield is the last one, just give her just give her one awesome cameo in an MCU movie. I'd love to see her just get the full attention to like props and production design and special effects, just to kind of see what her fully fleshed out, high budgeted character rendering could be. That might be kind of fun, you know. Just as a nice. Think, I don't think she deserves it. Even after five years, I don't think she deserves it. <laughs> I don't think, think that Asterix actress could hold herself against that a movie set. So, but maybe we could get an Inhumans movie. Who knows? <laughs> oh, Chris, hold on to hope. Hold on I, to hope. I will. I will hold on for a modern Inhumans movie or something. <laughs> um, but Shield, I think Shield does start off super slow and super stupid and very annoying, but it redeems itself. Like we always say at the uh, was it uh, Winter Soldier mark where the mm-hmm. Hydra unveils themselves. It takes you through a whole background of the the Marvel Universe, the history of Hydra, aliens, all this other secret stuff you don't really know about. And I I just, the characters are awesome in it. And I really had a good time with this show. Uh, Even if this wasn't the last season, I would still feel it ends on a good note. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to wait until next year and see where they take us. And with a shorter season number, how exciting that can be, you know. Um, I don't like the full 23, 22 episodes. I think a shorter one would be better. So yeah, well, we'll have to see uh, what happens with Agents of Shield. But yeah, pleasantly yep. surprised. Good yep. job. It came back around. Came right back around. Everything paid off too. That was the best part. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's any hanging threads out there. So yeah. All right, Mike. That's our show. We went a little long here. It's late. It's now. It's now Monday for me. It's Memorial <laughs> Day. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Um. So if people know what you're up to, where can find you, Mike? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and they can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to check out what you're up to, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. You can also head over to Comic UI and see the stuff we do there. Uh, if people want to know more about the show, maybe listen to that Han Solo review. Starts off spoiler-free. You can listen to that. Where can people find more of us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place you can find all the avenues we host a show and to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of things in this episode. If there are any links that you want to check out, we got that in the show notes. And also, just for you and uh, Chris out there in the world, uh, I linked to that Liam Neeson clip in our Men in Black uh, bulleted item. So I hope you watch that and see how ridiculous it is. Oh, Lord. (laughs) <laughs> so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Get yourself a t-shirt. 
And uh, uh, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. We love that. Uh, even if you're on Stitcher, you can review on Stitcher. We'd love that too. Even just as much as equally as iTunes. So you can do that. We'd really love that. We'd love it when you reach out. Um, and if you're a super fan of the show, if you want to be a super fan, if you want to be called that, um, if you want to add that to like, I don't know, your online avatar somewhere, super fans, superhero slate, super fan. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. That's right, including next week. Just once next week, though, so we're good. So we'll catch you then. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Sure, why not? It's Memorial Day. It, we're doing it live.